This is the TN Catch-Up with Jess Gibson, founder of the TN Card, a podcast produced by The Big Chat. Jess brings you, our members, the inside scoop on TN Card News and what's going on in our high streets in Tombridge, Tombridge Wells and Sevenoaks. Plus, in each episode, we catch up with our TN Card partners to explore what they're doing in our communities. So, let's take some time to catch up. Hi everyone, thanks for joining me for our latest episode of the TN Catch-Up. These podcasts are every two weeks and are the best way to hear the latest news from the TN Card and to hear the stories behind some of our favourite local independents and TN Card partners. This week I'm catching up with Grace at Goopy, but here's our latest member news first. The Pantiles has a gorgeous new hairdressing salon with the recent opening of Tour at number 68. Thomas Tour is a hair expert with an extensive industry background spanning over 25 years. Natalie and Thomas have painstakingly restored their beautiful Grade 2 listed building and the salon is stunning. Members receive 20% off their first appointment and 10% off subsequent appointments. And while talking of the Pantiles, I'd also like to welcome Imperial Pharmacy to our shopping directory. Imperial Pharmacy is one of the oldest independent dispensing chemists in Tunbridge Wells and I'm pleased to now be able to support them through the TN card. The team will be changing their member reward regularly but their first is for sunscreen. Members receive 10% off all sunscreen ranges including La Roche-Posay and Vichy until the end of June. Elsewhere in Tunbridge Wells I'm really happy to announce that the townhouse on Calverley Road is now a TN card partner. I'm a big fan of this cocktail bar and tapas restaurant and I'm looking forward to visiting them again this week. And now as a member, I receive a glass of sangria on the house when I visit for food between 4 and 7 on Mondays and Tuesdays. I've been continuing to add independent businesses to our villages directory and I've four new partners to announce. Firstly, I'm pleased to welcome Teas and Coffee, a beautiful cafe in Lamberhurst offering coffee, cake and the most amazing afternoon teas. Owner Alison is giving members 10% off food and drink and is open from 10 until 4 Monday to Friday and 10 until 3 on Saturdays. Vincenti's pop-up shop in Tenterden has joined too, with members able to now take advantage of 10% discount across the store with products from some fabulous local makers and crafters. In Oxford, I've said hello to two new independents. Firstly, Mille Fleur, a judicial milliner offering bespoke occasion hats, as well as a shop with a large range of casual hats and accessories. Members receive 10% off Jill's casual range. Plus, Brides Dress Revisited, specialists in second-hand wedding dresses, who are giving our brides a £50 voucher towards accessories when they purchase a wedding dress. Still in Sevenoaks, River Hill Himalayan Gardens has joined our leisure directory with a member discount on their open-air theatre shows. There are two productions currently scheduled, The Secret Garden on the 19th of July and A Midsummer Night's Dream on the 23rd of July. For more details, please check our events directory. And welcome too to Reuters, The Lost Gardens of Sevenoaks. Reuters is a beautiful 11-acre nursery and garden in sealed chart, which offers a cafe, llamas, woodlands to explore, a plant nursery and events. I've loved getting to know owner Claire, who's passionate about opening up her beautiful grounds for the benefit of the whole community. 
members can take advantage of 5% off plant purchases both at the shop and online and discounts at various events, such as 10% off tickets to their Kent Drinks Fair on the 4th and the 5th of June. Thank you to everyone who came along to our member event at Charrington's earlier in the month. We were so lucky with the weather and seeing the orchards in full blossom was absolutely worth the wait. Alex gave us a brilliant tour and a newfound appreciation of their craft and they were incredibly generous in providing treats for members to take home with them. Next Thursday sees our second member event and this time it's at Goopy Chocolate House. 20 lucky members get to sample some of Goopy's best love products and learn more about the Goopy story. We'll also be treated to a glass of Prosecco from online wine partner Carafe and the chance to sample and buy some of Vicky's favourite wines chosen carefully to pair beautifully with Goopy. Our June member newsletter comes out next week and this time our giveaway is with Gail's Bakery who recently opened in Tunbridge Wells and will be coming soon to Sevenoaks. The team have given us a hot chocolate afternoon tea hamper to give away to one member so keep an eye on your inbox for entry details. And that's all my news for this week. Time for our guest chat now and we're really excited to welcome Grace from Goopy to chat about her our member event and all things chocolate. Hello Grace, thank you for joining us today. Hiya, thank you. Hello. Can I say huge congratulations first on winning an award in the Taste of Kent Awards last week? Which category was it? Uh, sustainable business, so definitely the one we're most interested in, which is uh, really exciting, yeah. Um, and did you know before the award ceremony that you were going to win? No, not at all. If anyone watched the award ceremony, they will realise that, um, because I think I was quite surprised. I was on mute when I accepted it, and um, yeah, it didn't go particularly well but it was a lot of <laughs> so it was a virtual award ceremony this time was it it was yeah they had about 40 of us on um a big zoom call and then they brought us in if we won the award um and then they had other people viewing it from the outside so maybe this is a good chance to talk about your sustainability it's a huge emphasis for goopy isn't it it always has been from the outset yeah, well, we try our best to. I mean, I wouldn't say that we're exactly where we want to be, but we've always tried to keep it in mind and make it a sort of fully rounded approach to sustainability uh, if we can. So looking at our packaging, looking at our ingredient sourcing, also, you know, more on an ethical basis, but looking at our staffing and how we pay them and stuff. Um, yeah, so actually we became a living wage accredited uh, employer this week so that's enough fantastic well done you do so much it's really impressive your chocolate seems to be everywhere at the moment when I visit farm shops and local independents um, kings of fine food for example they have you on the shelves for those people that haven't come across Goopy before though can you tell us a bit more about you yeah absolutely so Goopy is basically some a treat that my grandmother used to make so it's kind of her version of a tray bake um, it's got a soft chewy cocoa syrup base with toasted rice and biscuit and then it's covered in chocolate um, and we do it in about 19 different flavors now because my mum won't stop making new ones <laughs> <laughs> so why is it called goopy uh, that's a really good question I really wish we had a good answer for it as well but it's just what my grandma used to call it and she can't remember why or where it came from it was just in her little handwritten recipe book um, although she used to call it goopy so did you grow up eating Goopy then? Absolutely. Or Goopy? Yeah, absolutely. Every single and family event. <laughs> it's distinctively triangular. Was it triangular when she used to make it? It wasn't, you know, it was usually just done in a block and then cut into sort of cubes. Um, the triangles was my mum's touch. It was more just because I think she liked the look of it and thought it looked more interesting. 
Yeah. And how does it go from a f- much loved family recipe to where you are now? Whose decision was it to to try launching it as a product? Um, I would say launch suggests that we had an actual plan, which definitely <laughs> isn't the case. Um, my mum has had quite a few different businesses and her and my dad have worked together as well on their own stuff. So when she sold her last business, she was like, what should I do next? And me and my sister basically said, well, obviously goofing, that's what you should try doing next. So she went out with a tray to some of the local shops and said are you interested in buying this and they said yep we'll have some now and that's how it kind of happened in our family so it happened quite quite (laughs) organically did it yeah really organically it really organically we didn't have packaging or anything at that point so or even like you know hadn't had any idea how to package a food product which is a minefield of its own so yeah um quickly went home worked all of that out got them bits we did it in our kitchen for about two and a half years three years so how long ago was this, Grace? When did you first start? 2010. So actually quite a while ago now. Um, yeah, and finally, three years later, we managed to get the factory and started ramping up a little bit. But initially, was it your mum, your dad and yourself? Was there anyone else involved? No, uh, mainly my mum. My dad, me and my sister would do like shows and stuff for her. Um, and then late night when we got big orders, we would all be in the kitchen making it, chopping it putting it in fact wow um and actually we did get some family friends involved they've come over from south africa and instead of getting a nice i'm presuming you paid them in chocolate did you exactly chocolate and food other food based things my mom's a pretty good cook so <laughs> and i i was trying to get your mum on this podcast because i know she creates all the recipes but uh that was pretty impossible so grace you're the public face of goopy aren't you really Sadly, yeah, it was great if she was more interested in uh, being in front of people, but she has absolutely no interest in it whatsoever. I think she is quite happy being in the factory and just getting on with it. And so she's the brains behind all, how many flavours did you say? 16? 19 (laughs) flavours. Yeah, 16 regular, three for Christmas. Um, And she's pretty much, yeah, I think she's the brains behind all of them. Amazing. What's what's your favourite flavour? I think mine is date and walnut, which, or hazelnut. It's one of the two. I, I'm still enjoying the original. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like nothing can better that one. So maybe I should try and diversify a little. Oh, I absolutely recommend it. I have to say that the original is probably my least favourite now, which is really bonkers considering that's where it all started from. But Which is your most popular? Salted sticky toffee. Everyone loves it. Oh my that. goodness, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's our take on salted caramel, but with a British pudding sort of twist. And everything's vegan, isn't it, Grace? It is, yeah. Um, Accidentally at first. So when we first started making it, we just chose good quality ingredients, which the main thing that would make Goopy not vegan is the chocolate. So we used um, uh, couverture chocolate, which basically means it's high cocoa butter content. And that means they don't need to add the milk to make it um, creamy. So it just happened to be vegan friendly. And then we realised that that's where we wanted to go. So we transformed all mm. of the flavours to align with that. Was your grandmother's original recipe vegan? Um, hers probably wouldn't have been because she'd probably mm. Bourneville chocolate. Um, that's what happened, like what she used in her, her baking. So Bourneville wouldn't have been. I don't know if it is now, but <laughs> yeah. So hers wouldn't have been, but purely based on the ingredients choice, not because the recipe has been compromised, if that makes sense. Mm. 
You wouldn't know it's vegan. You really wouldn't. I well, this is based on my experience with the original recipe, <laughs> but it's it's so creamy. It's really delicious. Tell everyone your tagline. Uh, it's a devilishly Moorish chewy chocolate confection with a hint of crunch. And who came up with that, Jim? My dad. And as I said, when we first got the orders, obviously it was all last minute. He came up with that that day, basically, and it's just stuck with us now for eleven years. Haven't come up with anything better. <laughs> Well, lots of people might have met you in your chocolate house because as well as selling your products, you do have a coffee shop in Tunbridge Wells. How did that come about? Again, a real accident, actually. I happened to move down here um, when, just as they were sort of asking for applicants for the food hall at Central Market. And I was walking down it just as a sort of, oh, I want to see what Tunbridge Wells is like now that I've come back. And I saw the signs in the window so I just sort of sent off an email and before you know it we had opened a, a chocolate house which is a little bit yeah all happened quite quickly. <laughs> so when did that open Grace? Uh, October 2019 so not great timing um, considering. No. So you had about six months before the lockdown? Yeah five, five months so we had three really good months obviously it's Christmas, winter like hot chocolates and then January, February which are always a bit quiet for hospitality. And then, yeah, um, we shut down. But we sort of, we shut down for a little bit because it was a bit of a panic, if everyone remembers, back in March 2020. And then we reopened doing sort of a room service style delivery to people and then doing takeaway. And then we shut a little bit in December, but now we're back open, hopefully for good. So what do you offer? It's not just chocolate, is it, in the cafe? Yeah, we um, also do loads of cakes and pastries and brownies anything chocolate based is pretty much there hot chocolates are our big thing so you must have been doing quite a fantastic home delivery service you're just <laughs> delivering chocolates and pastries to people yeah it was a sort of um meant to be like a breakfast in bed so we had some of our croissants we had granola and yogurt obviously coffee juice and then chocolate based things if you wanted it but Maybe it's a bit early in the morning if we're delivering at 9 a.m. <laughs> it's never too early, Grace, really isn't. <laughs> you, don't, you don't just do goopy chocolate now, do you? You have a whole range of products and you can pick them up in the coffee shop too. Yeah, we have um, our dips and dabs. So they're basically chocolate hand-piped discs or fruits and nuts covered in chocolate. And they came about purely because we had, when we were hand-tempering the chocolate, we now have a machine that, does it and distributes it but when we were hand tempering it you would end up with like a little bit extra always at the side so that ended up going into a piping bag and then we'd bake things with that and so they again they kind of evolved quite organically and now we've decided to sort of push them forward because I think they're really cute basically. <laughs> Even though you're growing so fast you're still very much a family unit aren't you? How big is your team now? Uh, we have four girls in the factory um, who make all the product with my mum and then in the chocolate house we now have four girls as well um, which is what I head up so yeah there's eight of us but all the sort of business day-to-day -day, all the distribution sales marketing accounts HR that's all me and my mum still. Grace you do so much it's amazing for anyone who hasn't met Grace she's always bubbly always full of energy she always has a smile when you enter the coffee shop and it's just amazing how much you're doing behind the scenes you wouldn't know oh thank you yeah hopefully not 
I always feel a little bit bad when I've got my laptop and I have to like greet someone they feel like they're interrupting my business day but it's quite nice getting to see people face to face I've been alone in my own office for so long <laughs> yeah you must be so excited about having people dine in again aren't you oh so excited it's yeah really nice to have life coming back in and mm. a bit of normality and you know what to get the staff back in because they're the life of everything we do so that's and to, ha- to have central market busy again will be wonderful oh my gosh yeah it's really not had a chance to get off the ground and it's such a good idea and that part of town really needed a bit of injection of life and it's because there's so many good food businesses on Camden Road I mean you spoke to Jeff from plant-based but there's loads of them down there um, and I think having something like this is just another reason for people to start taking that part of town a bit more seriously mm. again I welcomed quite a few units from Central Market to the TN card and then with lockdown I haven't seen them for so long it's going to be really special getting back out there and being able to promote them for them yeah it's been a tough time for everyone it has I'm hoping that we'll have a bit of a bit of a celebration when things get to reopen and get some get some life back in I think there's some stuff planned so stay tuned for some parties at Central Market (laughs) <laughs> Sounds good, Grace. But that leads us on to our member event. So, Grace, you are a TN Car partner and you provide 10% discount at the, well, both online if people want to purchase your products directly, but also in the chocolate house. Can you tell us a bit more about the member event? Yeah, so we'll just be welcoming some of your wonderful members to the chocolate house, celebrating, you know, being able to have people in there again. We're going to give tasters away of our extra thick hot chocolate, which for those that haven't had it is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I have a few different flavours and options for our normal hot chocolates. You get to try goopy pieces and dips and dabs. Um, and I think we're also partnering with Caraf, who is a new wine distribution service. And she's going to be giving you some good pairings to go with the chocolate. So wine and chocolate, I mean, what can you what more can you ask for? I can't wait. <laughs> I have to tell you, uh, even at the Charrington's event we held, everyone there was saying, when is your when is your Goopy event <laughs> coming live? When can we get tickets? And I'm a bit nervous to tell people we only have capacity for 20 members because obviously we have to do social distancing. So we have to be very careful. But I, I fear that those 20 tickets are going to be going very, very quickly. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but like you say, it's it's a shame. We don't have a particularly big unit, so maybe we can spill out into Central Market a little bit, um, keep everyone safe and enjoy chocolate. And it can be the first of many. Absolutely. Well, so when members arrive, they'll be given a glass of Prosecco from Vicky. Vicky runs a online curated wine selection, so you can pick up some really beautiful natural wines from Vicky at Craft. .co.uk or .com? Let's say .co.uk. <laughs> Let's say craft.co.uk. So Vicky will be there and she'll also be bringing a, a select number of wines that she thinks are going to be complementing our goopy tasting. So we can pretend it's a very intellectual event yeah. and we're not just gorging on good wine and chocolates. Fortunately, she actually knows what she's talking about. So she'll be able to bring that intellectual bit and the rest of us can just shove things in our mouths. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm planning to be very professional and to try everything before members... You know, just to check that the quality is the standard we need. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what are you working on at the moment? Is your mum mastering away at some secret recipe at the moment? <laughs> um, actually, we're trying not to expand the goofy range much more because 19 is quite a lot for anyone to handle. But we have been working on our retail hot chocolates. So you'll be able to see them in store so people can make it at home. Um, and... 
we're basically working on developing the sustainability side of it a little bit more. So really looking at alternatives to sort of the back end side of the business that no one ever sees, but things that we can make to improve the business. Um, and that's really what we're trying to focus on is improving what we've already got. So it's not that we don't think it's a you know great business already, but I think you can always improve. And there's so many new solutions coming onto the market at the moment that you've got to... <laughs> be there constantly to keep up so yeah that would be the that would be the plan yeah I know palm oil has been in the news a lot recently hasn't it we're all very mindful of checking for palm oil in, in ingredients but you've made a, a very different decision on that line haven't you yeah so we do use palm oil but we use a RSPO segregated palm oil um RSPO for those who don't know is the largest body who are governing the production of palm oil so there's a few different tiers within their system and segregated, which is what we use, means that all of the palm oil is separated from any of the unsustainably sourced palm oil in the supply chain. So you can guarantee that it's all come from certified sources. Um, so ours comes from Papua New Guinea and obviously there's a lot of talk about orangutans and deforestation, which is mm. a huge issue. Um, but the reason that we've kept palm oil is because it is actually the most efficient product per acreage so if you wanted to get that hard fat you've got a couple of options you've got palm oil you've got coconut oil or you've got animal fats they're sort of the main options um we need the hard fat for the texture of the product otherwise it is not what it is it's one of the like key ingredients obviously we don't want to use animal fat um there's environmental reasons behind that we also want to keep everything vegan so everyone can keep enjoying mm. it but coconut is takes up about eight times more land than palm oil does. So our theory is it's better to support sustainably sourcing things than it is to move on to another product because in our mind, you will just push the problem onto the next product and then we'll end up in a worse situation because people aren't producing palm oil because you know they want to destroy the planet. They're doing it because they want to earn money and maybe haven't been educated on some of the risks involved or there haven't been the correct incentives in the past and so I would rather support an accreditation that will encourage sustainable production than push it on to the next problem the next product which has a bigger problem based on yeah yeah it's, it's, isn't it confusing for consumers though because we hear the headlines and we just think oh palm oil it's it's a bad bad ingredient cut it out but there are so many factors and if you go on to another product then you're damaging the environment in other ways. Absolutely. But you've always been very transparent. If you look at your website, you make it clear your, the reasons behind all your products, why you're using that particular palm oil. Yeah, we tried to be. Basically, we made the decision actually before all of these headlines came out. We'd sort of looked into it and we'd decided this is the route we wanted to go down. And then all the headlines came out. And obviously, as you do mm. in business, we sort of went, oh, have we made the right decision? Like, should we look at this again? So we did. We revisited it. And it just... I think, like you say, it's so confusing as a consumer because you see all these really emotive headlines and they're not wrong in a lot of cases, um, but maybe they don't show the full story. So I think the best way that we felt was to do as much research as we can, share that with our customers. And if we're wrong and people can tell us and give us more information, then we're, I think we're more than happy to admit that and move in a different direction. Um, it's because you've got to have communication you've got to just keep developing, mm. don't you so I don't think we'll ever say that we know we're 100% right but at least if we can 
show people why we've made that decision, then we can have an educated discussion about it with people and do things better. <laughs> yeah, and that's all we can ask as, as consumers, that we're educated and we understand how your supply chain works and that you're making educated decisions and ethical decisions as much as you can. I think so, particularly when you're a small company, there's such a limit to the information you can get. You don't have very much sway either in terms of trying to enact real change. Um, so you're really stuck with the solutions that are already available to you. And then you've got to make decisions based on the information that you have. So always happy to either admit that we are wrong or move on to something that we think is better. But I think, yeah, the best way is to just be as transparent as possible and let people know that there has been thought. We haven't just done it because of, you know, money or because it was easier. Um, it's, yeah, all been thought through. And then if we're wrong, we're wrong, we'll change it. Mm. But it's what makes you so special and independent. You're a small family unit. You genuinely care and you're flexible. You're listening. You know, you're not just driven by money. There are wider concerns here. Um, you've scaled up so fast. You, your success has been phenom phenomenal. How have you coped with that growth? <laughs> uh it's a good question. It constantly feels like firefighting, really, mm. if, I'm, if I'm completely honest, when particularly with the production. I mean, no one makes what we make. So there isn't a machine that you can buy, like a goof-making machine. And so everything's made by hand. And that's really hard to scale up because it's just such a person-intensive process. So Christmases can be a little bit um, touch and go. It's all mm. hands on deck. And I think, you know, you just have to admit when you can't do something. So we have, for example, rejected li big listings before just because we know we won't be able to do it justice and keep all of our other customers happy. Um, so just know your limits and um, yeah, yeah, just keep keep on. <laughs> and are you just found in small independence at the moment? Would you make a decision to go into the supermarkets? Um, so we are with Booths, which is a supermarket up north, but they think of it only got 24 hmm. stores so it's like quite a smallish um outlet and we've done the local morrisons and co-ops in the past um so we have been in supermarkets and we've been accepted to other supermarkets but i think that we would rather avoid that route i think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of businesses if you are using a machine that produces a lot at one time then it makes sense for you to need customers who need a lot at one time but for us we don't so it, it it's more enjoyable to have the direct communication with the customers or to work with really small small independents who we like what they do I think yeah where would you see Goopy in five years time do you have plans that far ahead <laughs> we always have plans that far ahead whether they actually um <laughs> transpire is a another another thing I think we'd really like to have a fleet of chocolate houses that's where we really want to sort of We've missed that direct mm. communication with the customer. Um, the more that we went into sort of distributors and you end up having like four lines down before you meet your customer. So I think we really want to keep some of our own little units so we can directly talk to the customer. Hopefully. Has the past year cemented that decision? Because I suppose you you missed the interaction of the, with the chocolate house. Yeah, <laughs> funnily, it actually has. Considering we haven't really been able to open properly, it has actually made it clearer to us that that's mm. what to go down, um, particularly with 
online sales and with the chocolate house we really noticed that we were getting a lot of local business um, on the website and I think that has to be attributed to the the chocolate house being there and us having been able to speak to our customers so yeah it that definitely cemented it in our mind you're starting to work with quite a few local producers and businesses it's quite exciting to see your different partnerships you're working with Charrington's at the moment aren't you yeah so you can um grab a box of goopy when you go on the Charrington's website and get your sparkling ciders which is amazing because we've been I've next to Charrington's at so many events I mean they are always always there and you know they're a great great local company so it just seems natural that you partner with more more local businesses Mm -hmm. if you can I think we've got so many good food businesses in Kent haven't we yeah you've got to try and yeah collaboration rather than competition I think that's Mm -hmm. way forward and where can we find Goopy at the moment locally so obviously in the Goopy Chocolate House which is in Ely Court in Tamaradrals or you can buy it obviously online but then we have loads of farm shops locally so you've got TN2 Food and Wine Fuller's Farm Shop stocks it if you are local to Tamaradrals McNaid's is an amazing farm shop in Faversham they've also got an outlet in Ashford Uh, we've got Gibson's Farm Shop, Middle Farm Shop in Delhi, Hassocks, Budgeons and Henfield Budgeons are really good customers. I mean, yeah, all over the shop. So look our website and there's a full stockist map. That's probably the best. (laughs) (laughs) But we can buy everything online as well. And as I mentioned before, there is a 10% discount for online sales. And the website is called? Goopychocolate.com. Thank you. (laughs) And in the Chocolate House, do members get 10% off drinks as well as food how does it work absolutely everything 10% off so yeah you can try all of our different hot chocolate flavors get a box (laughs) (laughs) and why did you want to get involved in the TN card I just think it's a really good initiative it shows that collaboration that I'm talking about with local businesses across and it supports local I mean what more can we do particularly in time of trials I mean not that saying that Tunbridge and Seven Oaks and the rest don't have it, but in Tunbridge Wells, you notice how many independents there are. And actually the businesses which haven't survived tend to be the chains, which is mm. so unique. I think not everywhere has that luxury. So yeah, let's support them and keep them going because it's yeah. amazing. And I found in the year that I've been doing this that the businesses that are thriving are the ones that say yes, that, that have that community focus and realise there is strength together. And if we work together and collaborate, that's not a threat. We're actually stronger for that. Yeah, definitely. I think if you go to any thriving city or town centre as well, you'll notice that there's a lot of choice. And that doesn't detract from the companies or the businesses Mm. that are there. If anything, it pulls more people in and then they're all thriving. So I think, yeah, you've got to work together if you can, because the high street we know has struggled. So we've got to do what we can to keep life in it yeah the high street as we know is certainly changing and this pandemic has accelerated that or at least made it more obvious to us all I think the number of food and drink businesses is really growing at the moment yeah I feel like they are the ones that are thriving particularly the hospitality businesses Mm. such a shame that they've had such a horrible year of it because they were the businesses before keeping the high street alive so we can support them as best we can in the next coming months hopefully they won't um won't all disappear No, and fingers crossed for a golden summer with everyone coming out to support local and enjoy hospitality and shopping. And and we have some brilliant events coming up over the summer. We have Tommage Wells Fringe. I know you're involved in that, Grace. 
yeah yeah that should be really exciting and um, creative arts event obviously everyone knows the Edinburgh Fringe so let's hope that Tom Wells can get even half of that <laughs> popularity so it'll be creative arts all over the town and then I'm really focusing on the local food businesses particularly around the Camden Road for Victoria Place area and getting loads of really fun events happening in there so I'm, I'm hoping to be involved in that too Grace if you'll still let me absolutely yeah <laughs> I write you in all of my emails so you're involved whether you like it or not <laughs> thank you Grace <laughs> I never say no to anything like that um <laughs> Grace, thank you so much for spending the time to talk to me this morning. I really can't wait for this member event. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, and it'll be excited. And it'll be my first evening event too, so I'm planning to book a taxi. Oh, cool. Yeah, you definitely should. Have you got one? <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be talking to us as well, won't you, about your story, how all the products came about. So we'll be learning a little bit about Goopy as well as tasting your samples. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if anyone wants to listen then I'm more than happy to talk about it. <laughs> so you'll be chatting along whether or not anyone's listening or not exactly yeah <laughs> Grace thank you so much for, for joining us today and good luck for the reopening and I'll see you very soon at the member event thank you for having me thank you take care bye thank you for joining the TN catch-up exclusively for our TN car community next time I'll be catching up with Richard owner of the old fire station in Tunbridge ahead of the opening of escape next month the new cultural art hub promising to showcase quality, inspirational and edgy artworks as well as a cafe and wine bar. I can't wait to find out more. Thanks for listening today and thank you also for being part of our wonderful community, supporting local in Tunbridge, Tunbridge Wells, Sevenoaks and everywhere in between. Take care and speak soon. This week's TN Card Catch-Up was proudly brought to you by Big Chat Productions. If you'd like to find out how to create your own podcast series, contact us, hello at chattyhatter.com. <laughs>